Shopify presents Cool Sheets from Aha to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. another episode of the high low sports podcast we're just doing a regular episode today even though sports are not quite back yet but guess what it's so close they're almost here uh we've got so many clubs coming back um you got baseball there's spring training 2.0 you got mls doing their return tournament um you know basketballs are in basketball is in the bubble officially in the neighborhood now yeah. it's honestly <laughs> yeah they're in the hood if you if you if you know anything about 2k um, but yeah, no, UFC's starting to come back with some big tickets. So here we are, finally, after six long, arduous months. And at the same time, how long will it last the way things are going? <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed, but it's not looking too great. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit too. Things look like they're coming back, 
but the way COVID's randomly spiking in some places, who knows how long it's going to be. I mean, lots of players have just decided, no, I'm not dealing with this. It's not worth it. I mean, NBA and MLB, there's a lot of lists of players not even just not participating. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even want to go through this full list. Just top names off the top that I'm looking at. David Price, Buster Posey for baseball, decided not to. Avery Bradley for Lakers, Tabo uh, Cephalosia, you know, Wilson Chandler, Victor Oladipo, DeAndre Jordan, just to count a few. I and mean, you it's got just, the players testing yeah. positive, like Westbrook, and then although Brogdon is back practicing with a mask, he did test positive, and he basically tested positive right in the nick of time. Honestly, yeah, he really did. And you know, it's it's not even just that. It's it's now you got you got these guys that have winded down from their being in shape and are coming back now, winding back up, and now there's injuries on top of it. And how does that work? Because you have to have a doctor look at their injuries. Well, that doctor's not in the bubble. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they, the team doctors were brought into the bubble, I'd imagine, or some kind of doctors. But at the same time, are they're not your doctors necessarily. If it's something bad, how, you're basically done. Like if it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a very interesting time. It's don't get hurt, don't get sick, hope for the best. Absolutely. It's crazy. So, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, we don't even know if, if it will last long. And that brings up the point of NFL supposedly is returning in a week. It, but um, at the same time, what are, what are they doing? I mean, yeah. every NFL player, it seems like, has tweeted, so what are we doing? How are we staying healthy? What's the plan? It's just not going to disappear. Are you going to put us in a bubble? How's this going to work with 53-man teams? Exactly. Yeah, you got J.J. Watt talking about it, Richard Sherman, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson with his wife being pregnant. Marcus Lawrence has talked about sitting yeah. out, honestly, just because his wife's pregnant. Which, Drew Brees. I mean, like, you have all these big-name, top-tier athletes that are – you draw a list of top 50 players in the NFL right now, and they all fall in that list. And, well, they're talking about not playing if you don't come up with rules. And are we going to see, like, a strike season? Like, we see the, the movie replacements, like we saw with baseball and the replacement players. If they have a replacement players thing, they need to hold a combine for people to try out. And hopefully it's somewhere close by so I could drive my happy self there and get myself on a roster. I got you guys. Next slot receiver for the next slot receiver here. Hold in <laughs> Indianapolis, the actual 40-yard dash. There's room. I'll, we'll make it. Just give me a chance. Put me in, coach. Look, I, I will show up with 100% intent that I know I won't make it, and I would be shocked if I even got a call for a practice squad or just to even come back. But I would 100% try out just to be like, yeah, during that strike, during when they all sat out, yeah, I tried out. I made an NFL team because 10 years down the road, nobody really cares. I just put a, I'll get a customized jersey and put it in a frame and be like, yeah, that was when I made a team. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen here? They're going to tell you no. There's going to be plenty of more schmucks that are way less qualified trying out than basically there of us. Absolutely. Hey, if you ever seen the movie Invincible, you know what we're talking about. Remember the, the big old guy with the uh, EA or J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 <laughs> cape behind him? Yeah, that, that, that guy was way more un- way, way less qualified than me. I could be Vince Papali. I mean, I don't have to do a whole lot. Just let, let me in somewhere. I'll do something. That would be fun. But Just put me in the slot and let me run like a three-yard hitch route and then run directly <laughs> into the nearest linebacker just to establish my dominance early. Exactly. So, you know, this is, I guess this is a big question going forward is just what are we going to do? What are we going to see? You know, we've we've talk, seen the NFL to start talking about these face mask coverings that came out with an original idea, which was actually really, really smart. It was simple, easy, and now all of a sudden Oakley's getting involved and it looks complicated and stupid and looks like it will break and hurt somebody. It seems simple enough just have like the cloth mask cover where the fit where like the face mask is underneath so that way spit and stuff like that doesn't go through and maybe even ma- mandate visors if you want to be extra extra careful. I mean, I feel like that covers everything. The mask will go underneath your chin, kind of hook normally. It seems so simple, but I might be missing something. I mean, a lot of players when it's cold out they wear like those half like the 
full full face sleeve sort of thing that yeah. covers up their their nose down anyway. Yeah, the baklava. Yeah, most most players will will wear that when it's cold. And you, know, you see it with baseball right now. They're they're wearing there's you got guys there wearing the baklava still. They're wearing a heat gear version, so it's does it's not as not as uh, bad as far as sweat goes. But you got them wearing masks on the field. And it's just still scrimmaging. I mean, um, technically exhibition games. If you want to get technical about it. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy to see that. Yeah, NFL doesn't even know what's going to happen, whether they're going to stay protected. But you're right. I think it was just as simple as requiring a, a clear face mask. I mean, if you want to get more face masks than that, cool. But then yeah, just put a simple, literal one of these two two double fabric face masks that right on the outside of it, you're fine. You know, it just it seems too simple to not do it. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert, and I don't make the rules, so I won't tell them what to do. But I'm hoping we get NFL football. I do have some tickets to a, to a game, so I would like to see those. But I'm already anticipating no fans anyway, so I'll just take my money back. Yeah, and that's the other side to it. Is are we ever going to see fans? I would. I'd be shocked if we see anything before week eight, if even that. Honestly, yeah. I I feel like you just have to. You almost have to bubble it and just be like, look, we'll play for TV, and that's about all we can give you. Yeah. Just basically cut your losses till 2021 and be, and see like, all right, let's see what we can do here. Well, speaking of somebody who's capitalized on the TV market in this 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 environment, the UFC and Fight Island the debut, debut ticket last week and another fights this this past just yesterday. What did you see? What did you like about it? What did you hate? What? So first of all, the debut of Fight Island, three title fights, four potential main events. Jorge Masvidal stepped in on a week's notice like an absolute gangster to step in for a title fight. Everything leading up to it made it one of the biggest like fight ticket pay-per-views since Connor fought Khabib a couple years ago. Problem is the fight card in a lot of ways didn't entirely live up to it, even though it was good and fun to watch. We'll just start at the main event as it was. Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal. Oh my God, was so excited. This was the fight, one of the biggest fights of the year. Then it wasn't going to happen. And then there was issues with money. Then Masvidal, like an absolute gangster in the night, says, okay, I got you guys on six days notice. Walks in after basically minimalist training during that time. And goes all five rounds. He arguably won the first round. I thought he won the first round just from a lot more shots thrown, shots landed. But he clearly wasn't 100%. He hadn't been training for a fight camp. He had just kind of been training for fun and eating pizza on the plane ride to Abu Dhabi, just hanging out. <laughs> and Kamaru kind of just held him. It was by no way exciting or eye candy or really even – you didn't miss much if you didn't see it, unfortunately. I hate to say that, but it was not a – half the fight was foot stomps against the cage, and it just wasn't – it wasn't that exciting. It wasn't really a fight. It was a tactical – MMA competition, I guess, which is, I don't know, it wasn't fun to watch. They didn't seem like they were both, Jorge looked like he was just trying to kill him early because he knew the gas out, and then he'd throw one or two shots and stop basically to keep himself, keep his energy conserved because the worst thing that could happen in the cage is lose, gets gassed out. And Kamaro's like, I can hold him and I'm fine. Yeah, I, I gotta say, that was the most frustrating fight to watch from a very neutral, very just kind of entry level fan. You know, I'm not. All into the details of it, but I, I swear to God, when I see or hear the name Jorge Masvidal, and I see the fight that I saw, they don't go together. I'm like, who was this in the in the ring? And it's just like, I know he was on a, on a week's notice, but then Dolly's foot stomps, and you're just like, no, you two go stand six feet apart, stay there, and then move within each other, within three feet of each other, and start banging. That's all I wanted to see. If you're gonna grapple and take down that sort of thing, I would like. I feel like you gotta do a little bit more. It felt like Kamara was just. I don't want to say he was stalling, but it wasn't. He was there to win the fight it by any means possible, which is a good thing. You can't fault anyone for that. It's just all the hype leading into that part kind of disappointed a little bit. 
it reminds me a lot of what the what boxing has turned into. It's very it was very much a tactical. I'm gonna get my points. I'm gonna get my strikes in. I know I'm better, and I know that you have no chance of beating me. So I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna win my two rounds early, and then from then on, I'm just gonna make sure you can't beat me. You will not knock me out. Basically, yeah. It was kind of disappointing, but the co-main event, on the other hand, was very undis. The fight itself was very und- not disappointing. Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky. The rematch after a very controversial and close first fight. Max Holloway, I thought, looked absolutely fantastic, especially I thought he won those first three rounds. He dropped Alexander two, three times. Beautiful striking combinations, distance management. That was the best Max Holloway we've possibly ever seen, minus one or two other fights. And then down the stretch, Volkanovski, that former 280-pound behemoth with giant tree trunk legs, (laughs) managed to come back into the fight. And I thought rounds one, rounds four and five, but I still thought Holloway should have won that fight. I think he won the first three rounds. He arguably... I don't want to say 10-8, but depending on how you score. But he won the first one very convincingly. And somehow Volkanovski got a decision, a unanimous one, too, if I'm not mistaken. So, Yeah, I the, think it was split. But, yeah, it's that was shocking. I like, mean, the worst, that was some of the, I haven't seen anyone that says Volkanovski won. I frankly have not seen anyone that comfortably says. Everyone's like, no, he got robbed or, oh, it was close, but I had it for Holloway. Like, nobody has really said, yeah, I got Volkanovski winning, so. Honestly, the judging kind of ruined that fight and a few other fights throughout the night too. So they need to imp- they need to export those guys and import some actual judges into, into Fight Island next time because I just don't think those guys really knew what they were watching. I mean, I'm not a judge. I'm not trying to say I know better, but my eyes shows me this guy won this round, he won this round, and he won this round. And three is greater than five, yeah. especially when neither one of them has an absolutely dominant 10-8, 10-7 ass whooping round. So. Yeah, exactly. And and honestly, I think if either one of them had a 10-8 round, I, I think you could have argued Holloway had one in, in round one. I mean, he dropped him. He pieced him apart. I don't think he got touched, honestly. Like, he, uh, he won the entirety of the fight, and he won three individual rounds. Either way he scored, I think you have to give it to Holloway. Volkanovski, yeah. heart of a champion, came on strong late, had some moments. Like, nothing negative to say about him is just I thought Holloway won. And normally after you lose twice to somebody, they don't give you a third fight. Very rarely they do. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a third fight. Probably not immediately because there's plenty of other guys looking to fight. But I don't know what you what you do with Holloway at this point. You, I don't know. He'll be okay regardless. He's still a stud. He's still, in my opinion, the best in the division. I mean, I don't know. I don't even. I still think he won the last two fights. I thought he beat Volk the first time, but the first one, flip a coin, you're not wrong. Yeah, that one was definitely a, a split. The, the definition of a split decision, whereas this one is like, what were you looking at, guys? What was what, what, what's happening here? Did you guys just wait till round four and five and then just count those as the entire fight? Did I miss something? Like what? They I must have been on the West Coast time zone during that fight. That's the only thing I could think. They just like weren't paying attention and then tuned in late or something. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. It was yeah. either way. So that was a great fight, but a terrible decision. I mean, and the score numbers were a little bit weird. It's like really three row. Okay, whatever. Anyway, moving yeah. on from that. And then another title fight: Jose Aldo versus Piotr Jan. Bantamweight title vacant. Round one, Piotr Jan kind of took it to him. Blasted him with a body shot that I thought killed Aldo. I thought he was done. He managed to rebound back, and he won two and three, in my opinion, if not definitely two, with his patented leg kicks from hell, along with clean punching, body punches, head punches, hooks, straights. He looked really, really good, but I think that body shot might have tweaked a rib or something because he started the gas. Like He just started the gas a little bit and looked a little slow. Then towards the end of the fight, Piotr Jan took over and like he does, he kind of ran through Aldo at the end, and that fight was ugly at the end. They needed to stop that roughly 120 seconds earlier than they did because Aldo probably lost a couple years off his life with how much damage they let him take. 
Yeah, that one was definitely uh, it was it was a fun one to watch early, but you could definitely see once he got that rib shot or kidney shot or whatever that was, liver shot. You could definitely tell that that he was done. Um, Jan took it to him after that, and it was just like. But he did. I, I, I got to give him credit, though. He did a great job of still fighting through that and not getting hit that in that same location again. Like he protected that extremely well. He's he's a stud. I mean, he he's had two fights in this new division after ten plus years dominating at his last division. He should have another fight that was questionable judging. He lost to the number one ranked contender, but I still I think most people thought he won as well. And then this one against the guy who is basically the consensus next champion. He put on a. But he had some good wins. I mean, he won. I still think he won two rounds. Debatable, maybe only won one, and Piotr's won his a little more convincingly, especially round ones and towards the end of the fight he took over. Piotr's kind of that guy that's going to be, a lot of people think he'll be a champ for a long time. We'll see. Although, I think you could stay in this division. You're not too far off. You win two fights. If you feel comfortable in this division, you're right back in the hunt. I mean, you're still Jose Aldo. You still could absolutely baptize fools, and people know you. You're still a household name. And he said he felt great, too. I mean, he looks great with the weight cut. It has not affected him like most thought it would. So I don't know what you do with your Aldo. At the same time, you've been around for a long time. You have been around for ages. It, if you chose to retire, I don't think anyone's faulting you at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I remember telling you, I remember saying something to you about that. And that when I saw his, he was fighting, I was like, wait, he's still around? Because I, I swear I remember him from when I was like a kid, like, he, you know, I swear he's been around for as long, longer, obviously, than the UFC has been around. But still, it's just been absolutely crazy how long he's lasted in a, in a sport where longevity is not really known for it. And he's only 33, too. He's just been fighting for so long and at such a young age. He's he's a stud. He's, he's still got those extremely quick, fast twitch reflexes i mean he was bobbing and weaving and swerving his leg kicks still come out of nowhere and look like a ronaldo corner kick honestly like, oh yeah they're it's it was like watching any sort of pro soccer player or pro kicker in general launch a 65 yard free kick or field goal it was stupid to watch and then Piotr Jan put on a hell of a performance he took all of those shots kept coming forward i'm he's got some good fights coming up that division's really fun there's He's by no means way ahead of the pack, but right now he's at the top of a really, really fun crowd of field. It'll see how these, be fun to see how these next few months play out with him for sure. Absolutely. But under, uh, other than the, oh, God, main event of that that one, um, what did you see in the undercard? Did you see anything really, like, do you think it's going to be, Fight Island, do you think it's going to be a big deal going forward, or do you think we're going to gonna just start using it for everything or what's the what do you think sounds like they're gonna use it for any fight that has international fighters just because that's you can't get them into the states at this point so that's how you can have jose aldo versus piotr yon and that sort of thing and some of the fights coming up but they're that's just how you have to do especially with vegas their other home field basically doesn't look like they're gonna be able to hold fights they're even at their their apex center because vegas is getting swarmed with covid right now good job reopening everything guys yeah so we'll see see how that goes those drive through uh, strip clubs were not a smart idea by Vegas. No, then, <laughs> not even a little bit. And honestly, I think it's I think it's going to be fun. Like they had a, they had three fights in like a ten day period. They had some fights on Wednesday. Not a lot stuck out, but Calvin Cater five round decision looked absolutely phenomenal. He's known as a killer, and he still went five tough rounds with a tough guy and looked great doing it. Really clean boxing. He's a guy to watch out for in that division. And then yesterday, the flyweight title on the line. Joseph Benavides, who's another guy who's been fighting since basically the Stone Ages, it seems like. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. 
unfortunately his time is well past he got absolutely ran through it he wasn't even in that fight for after more than 10 seconds it was it was ugly he got choked unconscious and honestly pretty much got knocked out twice he just managed to recover it's unfortunate i think it's the end of him but they got a how do you say his name diedson figure he has a sorry i'm butchering his name but he's a dude that could be tough to beat for a long time he's big for the weight class and he likes to kill people with every punch he throws yeah no it'll be it'll be a fun one to see what he has going forward for him i mean i gotta say i like the idea of the fight island uh, you know i like i like them doing that and then it was kind of weird though to go from fight island to now you have you know events back in certain places but it was I don't know. I like the idea of Fight Island, to be honest. I like, you know, this that idea of, hey, we travel to this certain location just to do this fisticuffs thing. And and you have everything laid out perfectly. you got quarantine. You're mandatory quarantine. You're tested probably like four times, five times throughout the week. The way is it's it's the perfect setup, and it's too bad you can't really do it with every sport because each fight card has, see, 12 fights times 25 fighters, 50, 20, let's say three coaches per fight. Let's just go with 100 total participants, really, that are involved. Maybe even 200. Yeah, yeah you're not going to get that with NFL. you got 53-man rosters of just players. Then you got 20 coaches, per se. Yeah, you basically have a 100-person traveling team yeah. with you. Like, And then you got to times that by two, and then you got to factor in the people involved. So, unfortunately, I don't think you could do that with the NFL like they're doing here. No, definitely not. But, I, I, you know, I love the idea, though, and I love I, I like seeing it going forward. Um yeah, it's it, it'll be a weird one uh, once everything's back to normal. If they see if they still do it, uh, that'll be kind of I guess up for debate. But yeah, no, that'd be it'd be almost impossible to do it in any other sport, I guess. Um, but other than that, I mean, is anything else you want to add? I mean, this is kind of a short one. I know we we got sports coming, but they're not happening yet, so we don't really have much to talk about. Um, I guess we got the Redskins. I mean, you want to add anything to the? To the uh, formerly known as the Redskins Washington team, it is cool, cool to see they're changing the name just because it's been a questionable nickname for a long time. I mean, whether which side of it you fall on is debatable. I don't, like, I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. You're right, not my place on that one. But it is kind of interesting to see them finally take steps forward. On I know Dan Snyder was adamant about not changing it for a long time, but we'll see how that how it all plays out. Washington has its own separate set of issues to deal with right now too. They. It's kind of a mess going on there in the nation's capital. So hopefully it all play. We'll see if they even get a chance to play it out this year. I mean, maybe they are never known as Washington Redskins again if we don't get this season. So, yeah, no, I, I gotta say I, I, I'm definitely a big fan of them not being the Redskins anymore. Um, it's it's been a long time coming. I mean, uh, if you're gonna take the Supersonics away from Seattle and put them in Oklahoma City, you can change the Washington Redskins name. I mean, like, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, exactly. If you can do that, you'll be fine. Um, they got plenty of options. I mean, goodness, take your pick at this point. Uh, you have total control over everything. A um, couple ones they probably don't want to roll with, though. You probably don't want to do anything kind of creepy like, you know, going with the the Predators, maybe. That would be a really bad one. Um, senators at this point, who who knows of the governor, gov- or government, sorry. And, you know, you just, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, there's a few different ways they could take it. I mean, maybe they just, I don't know, Washington Bullets bring that back, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, like. I don't know. Just as long as I just don't, I don't want them to have those stupid colors anymore. <laughs> and yet, Dan Snyder is still talking about keeping those stupid colors. At this point, he's just as bad as Asian Orange himself. It just gets worse up in Washington. I just that place needs to just just move the team. I mean they they can go where they can go fine. Like we can move them to Oklahoma City, then move the Thunder back to Seattle. I don't know how that works out, but somehow we get the Supersonics back, so it all works out. 
Yeah, I mean, we just moved the the formerly known as the Redskins to to Puerto Rico. Get our first Puerto Rican football team. No, they're going to London if anything, and then <laughs> everyone on the team will demand a trade, and it won't work out. And then it'll just be enough. They'll go to Fight Island. There we go. I would I would hate if they moved overseas because they're in the same division as Dallas, and that would mean that there'd be two games that I would hear nonstop complaints about every year, and it's when Dallas plays in London and when London plays in Dallas. To be fair, all we hear about is Dallas anyway because they have the worst media fan base ever. Yeah. And all the pundit talking heads absolutely adore them. <sighs> not me. Or Even hate though them. I am the fan. <laughs> they either adore them or they hate them to the point of not talking about it. Even talking about them now makes me want to kind of puke and go punch myself. Oh, gosh, Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us today. <laughs> uh, you know that, like I said, we, we'll, we'll keep covering stuff as it pops up. But we'll do we'll do some NBA pre- as the NBA season it slash bubble slash whatever you want to call it the rebirth kickstarts get ready to tip off soon. We'll have another like predictions, what to look forward to that thing coming up next week as well, kind of like we're doing with NFL. Then we'll have full season predictions, assuming we have a season a little bit closer to round out our top our top series. We're kind of waiting on that one because as soon as we make one, someone important gets injured or someone catches COVID or the season's canceled or it's delayed or something. Or Andrew Luck retires again after coming back to the league. Why do you got to hurt me like that? <laughs> that was the big one last year. That's the only thing I could think of that would be even crazier than what is now happening. Oh, that still hurts. <laughs> but yeah, that does it for us, guys. Uh, unless the snitch line gets us, we'll be, uh, we'll be back with more, more coming up soon. So stay tuned. And as always, appreciate you stopping it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.